Teacher, what star is that? Peace to the planet Earth. Thank you for listening to FarsightTV.com. You are locked in the Side Life Radio. And as always, I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, a.k.a. the Black Dragon of the West Side, a.k.a. Zato Ichi, a.k.a. the South Bay Shogun, also known as the Iron Hook Assassin. That's what they really call me, boy. Understand. A.K.A. the Black Cortez Killer, because I be wearing them like, mm, 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 mm. ain't nobody trilling in me, homeboys and girls. Bishop Chronicles is the world's first podcast, giving you West Coast perspectives on hip-hop, MMA, and health and fitness trends. Ain't nobody out there lacing your cranium with this here vibranium like Adisa the Bishop. So you can be down now, or you can bow down later. But the West Coast OGs, we stay greater. But really, 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 thank you for tuning in today. I really appreciate y'all. For those of you listening for the first time, it is imperative that you understand. When listening to the Bishop Chronicles, keep in mind that this may not be the best thing. Uh, but it's shown up is the West thing. But it's shown up is the West thing. But it's shown up, shown up, uh, shown up is the West thing. West thing. Um, yeah, man, that's what we do. Now, I really hope, to be honest, that you're listening to this on FarsideTV.com. Listen to that stream, which goes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 9 a.m. in the morning and 5 p.m. at night. If not. I hope that you're catching the podcast on bishopchronicles.com, right? Um, And or it is uploaded to your Spotify, your Mixcloud, your Libsyn, your iTunes, right? Because you subscribe. I need you to do that. Mike, my boy Mike Realm, where are you at, Mike? Yeah. I see you. I thought you were getting coffee or something. I didn't know what was happening. Anyway, Mike's here and we need you to subscribe. We also need you to do us a favor, and that is simply to take one of our shows, right, and pass it on to somebody you think will dig it, right? So we got the Tupac show, right? We got the Jacka and Mac Dre show. We got uh, the show where we talk about stoic philosophy, you know what I'm saying, with Greg Watkins. We got uh, 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 the Architect show. We got the Women in Hip Hop plus Technology show. So like, there's really not a reason for you to be able to just take a show that you dig, right? And pass it on to somebody and be like, yo, I think you would like this. Don't email 100 people and say, yo, dude, this is my favorite podcast right now. Well, I ain't going to stop you from doing that. I'm just saying I'm not, that's not what the request is. But what I'm saying is like really just pass it on to somebody that you really think will listen, someone that you trust, and, and, and send it to them and say, yo, this is a dope po- podcast. Peep it. Mainly because it is a dope podcast, and that's why you're listening. That's why we chilling. You know what I mean? Um, also, don't forget on IGZ, 
Instagram, the Grizzle. Um, what you do is hit me at Real Hip Hop Chess. That's where you know I do all my HHCF stuff. But if you really just about that podcast life, you can follow the OG at guess where Bishop Chronicles. That's all you got to do. It's already right there. Chilling for you. I post a lot of silly stuff and then I post a lot of philosophical stuff, you know, meant to make you smile and have a little uh, inspiration and motivation for your day, fool, because it's crazy out here. Haters everywhere. The world going crazy. Corona, the president, you know what I mean? Wars, famine, you know what I'm saying? Storms. But we keep ourselves together through all of that and live and die well. You know what I'm saying? Give thanks and gratitude. That's how we going to do it. That's how we going to get through. Because everything I just mentioned about, there's never been a time in human history where it wasn't happening. Right? And a lot of great people got through it. And you're going to be one of them. We're going to be some of them. That's the point. Quick footnote. It's hella windy. So if you hear like, you know, some noise, bro, that's why. I'm just saying. The west side is hella windy. But anyway, like I said, uh, for real, pass the show on to your homies, right? Maybe that Half Gracie. What about that Juice World episode? You slept on that Juice World. Get your ass up and go download that show right now. Anyway, now I have to take a real moment and, and shout a really important person out. I want to shout out my brother Paul Morin from um, Open Mat Radio. Paul Open Mat Radio. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag. Just another line to kill. My brother passed away on his birthday from cancer. And he had been fighting it for a long time. And I love you, Paul. And you knew that. And I knew that you loved me too. And I appreciate you, bro. And I was heartbroken to find out that you passed away on your birthday, man. But that was my attachment to what it means to to pass away on your birthday. I don't really think that it is actually good or bad. But I wanted to let the people of the world know that Paul Morin from Open Mat Radio was one of the best things, one of the best human beings to be in jiu-jitsu, okay, uh, in America. And um, he was my brother for real. He was a fantastic uh, student of the Buddhist path. The last time I saw him, which was a few years ago in Vegas, I was at his house. I brought my ex-wife and my kids over there, and he was showing my son how to play uh, this this large crystal bowl. And we hung out, and then, you know, he saw I had my Muslim prayer beads, and I saw he had some Buddhist prayer beads. And we were admiring each other's beads, and he was like, yo, we should we should switch beads. I was like, yeah, let's switch beads. You keep mine, I'll keep yours, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's funny because a lot of times when I wear them, if you remember uh, Black Panther, uh, they had those, those bracelets with the beads on them. And when I would wear them, people would be like, yo, you got Wakanda beads. Those are dope. But they didn't know, you know what I'm saying, that these were Buddhist beads from my brother, you know. So when I found out that you died, you know, I was actually taping Cage Against the Machine. And um, Gumby sent me a text and he had told me a few days prior that you weren't, you weren't doing well. But I knew, I, I knew because... Because you and I had spoken like uh, 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 a year before, you know, he had told me that they had found some new lesions on his brain and he wasn't sure how much longer he was going to be around, you know. And so, you know, um, anyway, when we were in Vegas, you know, that was a really powerful time for me. And uh, a lot of people in jiu-jitsu love Paul Morin. And so um, um, there's, there's a lot of footage 
um, that we shot when when I did my Hip Hop Chess Federation Unity and D- Diversity event, and uh, he's in it because he hosted a panel on hip hop and martial arts, or I think it was just on martial arts, um, but it, and and how it benefits the community. But you know, there were some powerful people on there, and um, you know, hopefully one day. Um, we can get some of that footage and share it with the world because cause he was a great soul. But I miss you, Paul. I love you, Paul. And um, I'm never going to stop doing what you told me to do ever with myself personally um, and with my family. And um, if, if, if people listening, just look up hashtag just another lion to kill. You can see a lot of the beautiful things that he regularly posted on Instagram. And it's crazy because I was looking forward to seeing him because I wanted to tell him about what I had just done. Um, And that's what this podcast is about. But before we get into that, we have to get into heartbeat props. If if, if Heartbeat, beat, beat, beat props. Heartbeat props are where we give a shout out to the living, right? And this is a regular part of the show where you shout out people who have had positive impacts on your life um, so that when they pass away, you know and they know where you stood and that you were connected. You let people know. The job is to take three people, reach out to them, and call them for five minutes. Don't text them. Call them and let them hear you say why you appreciate them. Top of the list right now, the RZA. Yes. Uh, shouting out the RZA, you know what I mean? At RZA, if you ain't knowing. Um, look, man, that's my brother for real. You know, when I started HHCF in 2006, can you believe it was 2006 when we started Hip Hop Chess Federation? Uh, everybody said I was crazy. Everybody said, I'm talking about from every group, like chess people were like, hip hop's cool, but I'm not really sure. Some hip hop people were like, I mean, I like martial arts, but I'm not sure. And then, you know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, martial artists were the only ones that were really consistently like, that's actually fresh. I get it. Um, and so, you know, it was because of Sway and Tech that I met RZA. Um, and then there was this other sister who helped me meet RZA as well. And so, you know, ever since I met RZA in 06, he's really been down for HHCF, you know? Um, and so RZA, bro, I just wanted to thank you for being a solid friend, a solid supporter of Hip Hop Chess Federation. You know, people forget how much RZA has impacted the world, not just with hip hop, but with chess. I don't think there's a single artist in the history of the world who has had an impact on the promotion of chess as much as RZA. Possibly Jizza. Right? But, man, RZA, you are. And Jizza, man, I, I keep saying this because it's so funny, though. I knew Jizza before Wu-Tang when he was still on Cold Chillin'. You know what I mean? I met him at One Up for all the people that 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 really rock with the old school West Coast, Bay Area. I met him at One Up, dog, Jizza. Anyway, RZA, I got to thank you. I I wanted to appreciate you uh, and thank you for reaching out and inviting me up to Camp Tazo this week uh, and, and, and getting me flown out to Shaolin. You know what I'm saying? Putting the OG up at the Roxy in Manhattan, boy. Because I'm from Manhattan and I'm not a bum. Beasties. Money making Manhattan, boy. What a fantastic event Camp Tazo was. And I just want to thank you for uh, 
allowing me to be a part of that event. That was beautiful. Thank you. And that's not even to talk about everything you give in the hip hop and chess, you know? So I appreciate you for real. Much peace and love to the Abbott, Wu Tang forever. Next, I want to shout out my homegirl, Tembisa Mshaka at Official Lip Game. Official Lip, L I P, Game on IG. She is one of my favorite women in the industry of hip hop. And she is also one of my favorite women in the subculture of hip hop. You know, people come into the business, sometimes people come into the subculture. She's been a factor in both for about 25 years. Anyway, uh, I'm the godfather to her fantastic children's. And uh, I went and saw them both um, and her uh, in Bed-Stuy, do or die. And had a dope dinner. I haven't seen her in hella years, especially I have never come to New York and I feel bad about that. You know what I mean? But I'm looking forward to uh, going back out there more. Had a dope dinner, many dope conversations. And it's really important when you catch up with people that you really rock with, that really have your back. And you know that they really have your back when you don't have the catch up vibe. When I ain't seen you in X amount of time, but we don't need to catch up because what's up? Oh, for real? What? Yes, yes, yes. That's real friendship. I appreciate you, Tim Visa, for um, all of your wisdom, all of your support, you know what I'm saying? And uh, all of your your insight to to things that can make me a, a better writer and business person. I appreciate you. I've shouted out this next man before, David Timoney, at D-R-T-I-M-O-N-Y. Dr. Timoney. This dude is amazing. He's at Delaware Valley University, and we got hooked up. How did we meet? I think we actually connected on IG at Hip Hop Chess because he's a brilliant man. He he came to Unity and Diversity and did a whole presentation on artificial intelligence, which was mind-blowing, you know. And so, Dr. Timoney, man, I just want to thank you for being a G of all Gs. I appreciate you. I can't wait to get to Philly. He's also a purple belt in jiu-jitsu over at Balance Jiu-Jitsu, you know what I mean? And uh, really amazing, really amazing. Finally, you know who I'm shouting out? I'm shouting out William, man, William, over at the Berkeley Musical Instrument Exchange. You don't know where that's at? Well, I just said it was in Berkeley, didn't I? It's at 2923 Adeline Street. You know what I'm saying? I think you can get there right off there off the Ashby Bart in Berkeley. 2923 Adeline. Why am I shouting out William? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he runs the Berkeley Musical Instrument Exchange. And you know, when I was with RZA at Camp Tazo... He spoke extensively about the importance of, of and the beauty of live instrumentation and learning how to do it. You know what I'm saying? And at the school where I teach, uh, shout out to my homie Joe, who uh, runs the music club. They have a lot of live instrumentation. And the, the other month, I was chilling, and one of the girls was playing the flute riff from Mask Off. And it was the coolest thing. She was just cooling with her flute playing the Mask Off loop. And I was like, what? What is my point? I love all the beat machines. I love 808s. I love samplers. I love, you know what I'm saying? What's that new thing? Is it just called the instrument? That 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 big beat machine that's hella sick with all the colors? But nothing, but nothing, but nothing ever makes me feel like live instrumentation makes me feel. And I'm not hating on beat machines. I'm not hating on auto-tune. I love all of it. But what I want you to do and I want you to understand is that music... 
Most music that comes from the heart comes from live instrumentation and the discipline that you get through that mastery of of, of knowing that instrument, uh, 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 cleaning and taking care of that instrument, studying those that also have mastered these instruments uh, are, are fantastic. And I think that when a lot of people look at RZA, right, and a lot of the top people in hip-hop, you know, DJ Quick, etc., like, if you don't know how to read music, and if you don't know how to play notes, and if you don't know how to study melodies and harmonies and how they blend and come in and come out, if you don't know how to do that, you are lacking, and you don't understand that the best of the best know this part. So, I'm shouting out William, and I'm shouting out the Berkeley Musical Instrument Exchange, because I want more young people, and I want more parents to help their children engage the beauty of live instrumentation, go to a place such as the Berkeley Musical Instrument Exchange, get yourself a new guitar, get yourself a ukulele, get these things for your kids, get new live instruments, newer used live instruments for your kids, and help develop your own character, your own culture, your own knowledge yourself. This is important. Music is important, you know what I'm saying, for the young people. It's always a beautiful art and escape, and the Berkeley Musical Exchange is a place to go start that journey, so go do it. Anyway, also, don't forget that my boy William out there, he be knowing hella stuff about hip-hop, you know what I mean? Don't sleep, bruh, just because he be rocking with the live instrumentation, like he don't really know how that boom bat rock, like, he be knowing. And now, it is time for the West Coast Word of the Week. The West Coast Word of the Week is what? It's a word from the West, fool, where we teach you how to come out here and speak like you got some sense, like you sound like you from this soil, fool. This is a word y'all hear all the time. And I think I may have even said this before, and I think you already have an instinct of what we're talking about, but I'm about to say it again, just because I've been using it. The word, the West Side Word of the Week is hella. Also known as a lot of. Here's the scenario. We chilling. It's Sunday. We went out Saturday. And Carlos comes up to you and he says, What's up, fool? How you doing, Holmes? I'm chilling, Carlos. Know what I mean? Just marinated, bro. Yesterday was, you know what I'm saying? Went out to that little spot, blood, in San Ho, bro. Did you, was you there, blood? Nah, Carnal. I didn't make it. Why not, blood? What happened? What happened, bro? You should have been there. I, th- I thought I was going to see you. Simona said, I thought I was going to, but then I had to work late. You had to work late? I had to work late. Man. So I wasn't. Oh, man. There was hella girls in there, boy. It was hella people, bro. It was like... It was going down, blood. They was playing A Boogie with the hoodie like all night, bro. It was lit. Word, Holmes. I thought there was going to be hella people. I wish I didn't miss it. Yeah, man. You should have been there, dog. You should have been there. I'm hella mad, Holmes. I'm hella mad. So that is how the word hella works. Now you know. Tell a friend, use it. Don't lose it. Now it is time for the chess and life strategy lesson of the day. Normally brought to you a book that you can get on Amazon right now called Bobby, Bruce, and the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess. Available in Kindle and paperback right now. Don't sleep. Do it. Shout out to Jeff Bezos. So the chess and life strategy lesson of the day is going to be different than usual because I normally pull straight from the book. I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to talk to you about queen sacrifice. 
See, you don't even understand that I actually have three other outlines built for the sequels to Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess. I got, I got two sequels already outlined. Stop playing, bro. I'm hella smart. Anyway, um, as you know, in the back half of Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, the back half of that book is a workbook where you can work through your own life and chess strategies. Okay? And there's 12 in that book, but there's many more. And one of the strategies that comes from the sequel books, which I ain't even telling you the name for them books, but back up, is really about... Uh, this idea called the queen sacrifice. Now, when you make a queen sacrifice, what do you do? It, you, you give up your queen so you can win the game. You give up your queen so you can win the game. The queen is worth nine points. She is the most powerful piece on the board. And a lot of times, people lose because they bring their queen out early and she gets killed. But every smart player has good strategies, sticks to the fundamental you know what I'm saying? Ideas with a little bit of their own little personal concepts, you know what I'm saying, and skills. And then they bring the queen out later to finish the game. However, if you guys look up a game called the Opera House Massacre, isn't that a, isn't there a queen sacrifice in the Opera House Massacre? I feel like there is. Look that game up. Look up the Opera House Massacre, one of my favorite games. It's a Paul Morphy game where he's playing two people at once, meaning two people are playing as black and he's playing as white. It's a great game. Anyway, I think there's a queen sacrifice in that game. Anyway, before I forget the whole point, the queen, because she's the most powerful piece, you only give her up when you know you're going to win the game. So this is about making sure that you have clear clarity and accurate perception of the total position and the willingness to do what's needed to win even if that means giving up your queen sometimes people will lose because they won't give up their queen so i want you to think about sacrifice right sacrifice comes from two latin words which i'm not going to butcher right now because i'll say them wrong but the idea is that by sacrificing a thing you make it sacred you understand? By giving it up, you make it sacred. So you take on that loss of whatever, and its sacredness comes through the victory that is bought through its perceived immediate downfall. So we lose ourselves when, 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 when we talk about things like sacrifice. Uh, when I say lose ourselves, we, our, we lose our sense of what we really mean. Because let me give you an idea. When you were in high school, right, if I ask you who was the best running backs or quarterbacks in your area, you'll have names from your high school, right? And um, when you went to the game and you saw your favorite running back, your favorite quarterback, wide receiver, whatever, right, what you didn't see, and I'm talking about from the best of the best of the best, what you didn't see was that every time you went to, you know, house parties were huge when I was in high school. That was probably the best era of house parties ever. Uh, late 80s, early 90s. Oh! But what I'm saying is, uh, mid 80s, right? Early 80s. I'm old. Um, what I'm saying is that they weren't always there at the parties. Some of the dudes, you never saw them at parties because they were making the sacrifice of exercising, sleep, studying the plays, and they did all of that. Now, after they win the championship or have like great personal um, victories and or they get picked up by a college, everybody goes, man, Steve's lucky. 
He's hella lucky. He just got picked up by UCLA. He's hella lucky. I heard he just got a thing at Harvard. Oh, I heard he's hella lucky. I heard he got picked up by Notre Dame, dude. And no one's thinking about how many parties he missed. Nobody's thinking about how many times he didn't want to work out. Nobody's looking at the high school wrestler who was a champion, all the meals he didn't eat, all the nights he had to work out while y'all was chilling on Friday, eating pizza, watching, you know, headbangers ball or or, or, or watching, you know, some 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 videotape of some B-boys. He couldn't do that. He liked dancing, but he can't because he got he got to cut weight so he can make weight so he can go win the state championship for the high school. That's what sacrifice is. That's what sacrifice is. Making the future moments fantastic by what you sacrifice today. So what is my point? Adisa, what are you talking about, bro? You sound like you rambling. Bro, I'm not rambling. Listen to what I'm talking about, bro. Sit down. So what I'm saying, okay, for real, is that there's nothing you really want to achieve that's not going to require some sacrifice. So... I need you to look at the totality of your life and contemplate what is the queen sacrifice of your life right now. Do you got to stop eating sugar? Maybe it's about your health right now. Do you got to commit to working out consistently? Maybe it's about getting stronger. Are you willing to do the meditation needed to calm yourself? That is my queen sacrifice. I found some amazing stuff out about my body and my brain and I need to meditate more and I need to sleep more. And I need to do yoga more, deeper and longer with presence or it's going to affect my health in a very major way. That's what I have to do. Because if I can't do that, my body's not going to react well. And if my body doesn't react well, I'm going to get sick again. And if I get sick again, I'm going to die. I can't keep getting sick. So I have all these plans for Hip Hop Chess Federation. I have all these plans for Bishop Chronicles. I have all these plans. None of them matter if I don't keep my health in order. And I can't keep my health in order if I don't meditate. If I don't do yoga. And if I don't sleep. That's my reality. So I need you to take a minute to look objectively at the totality of your life. Maybe the, the, the queen sacrifice is going back to college. Maybe the queen sacrifice, right, is starting that business you said you wanted to start, but really not playing games about it, really being about it. Maybe, right, it's, it's picking up an art that you abandoned. Maybe it's a musical instrument. Maybe it's painting, right? Maybe it's poetry. I want you to think about the queen sacrifice of your life. I want you to look at your life objectively. And I want you to take the actions to go forward. Give up whatever you got to give up to go win. Because I want you to win. I never, ever want anybody who's listening to be a clone of me or a clone of any of my guests. The whole point of the show is for you to absolutely be in totality your best, most bright and beautiful and truest self. If you don't do that, then you don't understand what I'm asking you to do. I'm never calling you to do martial arts, hip hop and chess so that you can be like me. I'm asking you to use those tools so you can discover yourself and go be great. That's it. Now go make that queen sacrifice. Figure it out. Make that move. Win that game. And now it is time for the new haiku. 
Every week I drop a haiku. A haiku is a Japanese poem of three lines. The first line is five syllables. The second line is seven syllables. And the third line, again, is five syllables. It's five, seven, five. Now, haikus do not have to rhyme. Most of mine do because I got bars out here on these streets, youngster. What was you thinking? But that's not the point. The point is most of my haikus rhyme, but not all of them do. This particular haiku, I dedicate from the most sincerest place in my heart to the abbot of Wu-Tang, Riza, and the Shaolin monk, Shi Yan Ming, and everyone at Camp Tazo, the participants and the organizers, because it was an amazing event. And that's what we're about to get into. But first, the haiku. All right, Mike, for this haiku, man, I need you... Imagine a room with uh, a simple beige rug that's thick. And on it sit three men. The abbot... the bishop and the monk you are sitting across from us we are looking at you and there is a black iron cast teapot with a dragon emblazoned on the side each of us are sitting in front of a cup of tea as we sit cross-legged on the floor in front of you to our right is a fireplace and that fireplace is burning slowly, giving us just enough light to see one another. There is a cup in front of you, but there is no tea in it yet. You can hear the burning fire. And behind us, a woman sits cross-legged in purple robes practicing her flute. And now I begin my haiku. The abbot serves tea. The bishop gives strategy. The monk trains your chi. Stop playing, bruh. Haikus. Listen from the top. Listen. Check. Yo. The abbot serves tea. The bishop gives strategy. The monk trains your chi. Ooh, soak that up. Shout out to everybody at Camp Tazo. Shout out to the RZA. Shout out to Xi'an Ming. Shout out to you, the listener. Why don't you write a haiku and send it to me? Send me one. Send me a haiku. That's what I'm talking about. I be posting and reposting haikus on at Bishop Chronicles, man. I'm about this, you know what I'm saying, uh, poetic, zen, Sufi, stoic life. You know what I mean? So, what am I listening to these days? People be asking me. I'll tell you. Um, 
I've been listening to A Boogie with the hoodie, Artist 2.0. All you OGs who hating on the youngsters tripping, A Boogie killing it, loving that album. I'm also, though, for the OGs. First of all, one thing I got to say about A Boogie, the reason why I like him is because I actually think he's a dope rapper outside of the autotune, but I love the way that he uses autotune for his flow. That's the point. A lot of these youngsters are just using auto-tune to sound like somebody else. He flips his auto-tune. He makes his auto-tune memorable. To me, you're going to think this is an overestimation, but I'm not playing. How like, you know how like when Miles Davis plays, you know it's Miles when you first hear it. When A Boogie spits, even if he's using auto-tune, and when he's not, you know it's A Boogie because of the way that he flows. Shout out to A Boogie, man. That's what I'm talking about. Now, for the OGs, Anybody who knows me knows that I love dark, grimy, boom bap, like symphonic influenced hip hop. And that means that I love Vinnie Paz and Jedi Mind Tricks. And Vinnie Paz has a new album, As Above, So Below. First of all, it opens with this track called Crime Wave Tehran. Listen, if you ever want to just get your jaw dislocated, let me listen to that and have somebody pop off. Blah, boy! Crime Wave Tehran, nah, man. Crime Wave Tehran is this dark track. I don't even think there's drums in it. But the rest of the album drives hard. Good Lord. Shout out to Vinny Paz for making such a dope album. What am I watching? That assassination of Malcolm X thing. That's it. That's all I'm really watching. I don't really watch TV. Y'all already know. Um, although I'm about to watch this new thing on the coronavirus, which based on the way I just coughed, I might have. Hey, for real, on the way back from London, the sickest woman on the plane was sitting next to me. Now I got this two-week chest cold, man. I don't really think I have corona, but like I'd be on the, on the buses and trains now, bro. I'd be masked up, man. Stuff's popping, bro. It's getting worse, bro. I ain't trying to create no panic. I'm just trying to let you know what's what. You know what I mean? You need to be aware. Be washing your hands. You know, people be like, oh, the mask don't work. Hey, bro. Something don't work, but something do work. I'm going to do what I do. You got to do what you do. But you know what I'm saying? Uh... I'm about to watch a documentary on on this on this right here, this corona. Someone just sent me the best news regarding coronavirus you've heard all month. Kinda. It's on YouTube. It's a long thing and it deals with how technology, the pursuit of 5G technology is possibly the root of why corona is so big and so hurting everybody. And we need to start thinking about, as much as I love technology, because you've listened to that great show that we did with Mario Edna Lino about women and technology. You know how much I love technology. But there are some ways in which this pursuit of making everything faster, better, more streamlined can be harmful to the plants and the animals. And we are animals, right? We too are animals. And so uh, what I've been hearing about the documentary is supposed to be pretty crazy, so I'm about to look that up. Anyway, other than, than the Malcolm X thing and this thing on Corona, I'm not really watching nothing. Um, so now, let's talk about what I really want to talk about, which is the Camp Tazo camp, which was so amazing. It happened in Staten Island at the Botanical Gardens, but it was really part of a several-day event where... Um, basically, while I was in London, I got a call from someone... And they rock with RZA, who I hadn't heard from since I last saw him tear down the Shoreline Amphitheater uh, in May, I think it was. And um, man, you know what? It was pretty dope. She was like, yo, uh, the Abbot wants me to reach out to you and see if you'd be down to teach about chess and life at Camp Tazo. And I was like, yeah. So even though I got sick on the flight back, 
I had to go. What? Are you kidding me? It took some doing. There was a lot of juggling of schedules. Plus, I was sick. There was a lot of unknown stuff happening in my realm. Uh, but I got I got through it and I got to it. Basically, how Camp Tazo worked was this. Essentially, Tazo tea, T-A-Z-O, which you should be drinking all right all the time. If you aren't, you need to get up on it. It's a really good tea a tea brand. And I've been drinking it for a couple years now. And the reason I like it is because it's not oversweet. I like it because it's not oversweetened, but you have real flavor, right? Uh, from the things that they add in there. And it's fantastic. Anyway, um, Tazo teamed up with RZA and what they did was basically a camp for artists who were having creative blocks, right? So they basically picked a, a group of diverse artists from all over the country, rappers, poets, digital designers, dancers, comedians, all kinds of people. I think there was like 20 of them. And they were uh, photographers, all kinds of amazing souls who felt like they were hitting a wall creatively. So what they did is they wrote to Tazo about what their wall was, about what they're trying to do. And the idea was to have RZA mentor them for several days, helping them discover themselves and figure out how they could be back in tune with their art, back in tune with themselves uh, and, 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 and thriving in, in the path that they, that they are pursuing. So um, obviously this dealt with, with, with RZA helping them connect with themselves uh, and cultivating themselves mentally, spiritually, and physically. So like I said, I was invited by the abbot of Wu-Tang to show how chess and life could elevate their personal clarity and goal setting. And that's everything that's already in my book, and that's what I teach at Zaytuna College, where I teach chess and jiu-jitsu, um, as well as at the high school level, um, as well as to a few private people. Hint, hint, if you're interested in private lessons on how chess and hip-hop can improve your life and martial arts, holler at a scholar. Um, anyway, so while I'm there, right, um, I'm getting my mind blown by how well organized it is. The room is set up really well. There's really fantastic vegan food set out everywhere because um, as we talked about in the last episode, vegan the vegan movement in the urban community has been largely spearheaded by people like RZA uh, and other folks in the Wu-Tang uh, and just, just hip-hop people in general, you know what I'm saying? And it was just a beautiful, quiet setting. And so basically the artists were performing some of their art or sharing through video what some of their art was and then kind of explaining what's been happening uh, in a way that's been kind of they think not not they're not growing okay so then RZA and the group would observe all of all of these people and then RZA would 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 give them some uh, critique isn't right it, it, critique is not the right word because he really didn't critique anyone what he did is he kind of shared with them what he appreciated about their art in their path or their passion, right? And then um, he gave them some different kinds of advice. And the whole, it's, it's everybody's in a big circle in this beautiful room with, with um, couches and pillows. It's very, it's very serene. It's very uh, powerful. And the thing was is that no one was judging anybody. Right. So this wasn't like a competition where people say I'm a better rapper than you are or I'm a better journalist or whatever. Everybody was just really bearing their souls, man. And sometimes people were crying and sometimes people were hugging 
And sometimes people were holding hands. And sometimes people had to just sit in the silence of what that moment, what these sacred moments and truths being mutually shared were revealing to all of us, including Riza. Sometimes the silence and the purity of the moment was saying more than even Riza could say. And that man's got a lot of wisdom. Speaking of wisdom, sidebar, did you know that he has a whole guided meditation set that's out and it's free and like you can go get it? Go on IG, look up hashtag Camp Tazo and Riza has these audio clips guiding you through meditation. So I'm sitting there chilling, observing, observing the circle and observing the interactions. Quick clarifying and loving shout out to Nicoletta Brown, Nicoletta Brown, follow her at Vita.Magica, magic with a A, dot love, Vita.Magica.Love on IG. She is amazing. She is amazing. She was one of the key organizers and mentors of the group. She is a poet. She is <laughs> like so much. And you know what? I'm saying a poet. And she just spoke to me. I don't even think she. I saw her do poetry. I'm telling her, you when I heard her speak, I heard poetry. Anyway, super smart. Amazing Black woman of brilliance. Anyway, she's young, brilliant, amazing person who, um, oh man, she was looking after all of the campers with like such care, such care and such courage. It was dope. So anyway, all of these powerful, um, all of these powerful exchanges are happening and in walks Shaolin monk Shi Yan Ming. He is Riz's Sifu in Kung Fu. And he's just an amazing martial artist. And man, footnote, sidebar, I interviewed him for Yoga Journal Magazine in like 1998. 1998. I interviewed him for an article that I did on meditation, yoga, and hip hop. It's probably the first of its kind. And if you go on... Line and you look up the gurus of hip hop and you look up like yoga journal, you'll probably find a PDF that somebody made. Anyway, I'd never met him, but I'd interviewed him on the phone for that. Anyway, I saw him and I like, I didn't get goosebumps, but I'll just say like my whole body was like, oh my God. Whatever your body does when you be like, oh my God, that's what mine did. So I went over to him through one of the breaks when we was eating that vegan sushi. What? And I was like, yo, like, oh, and if you go to my IG at Bishop Chronicles, you can see some of the food, some of the people, some of the artists. It was very powerful stuff, man. I encourage you to go to either at Bishop Chronicles or at Real Hip Hop Chess. You can see I posted a few pics on each one. But I go up to Xi'an Ming and I'm like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember me, but like I interviewed you a long time ago for Yoga Journal. And at first, like he didn't remember me. And then he was like, oh, yeah. And like, dude, we just started vibing and chopping and it was beautiful. He was such a kind soul, man. And you all you really understood why he is Riza Sifu, why he is the one that teaches him forms and meditation and insight. And you can see how Riza takes what he learns from Xi'an Ming and shares it. Um, 
as it was given to him and sometimes through his own filter, you know, of, of just being who he is, being RZA. And it's just beautiful, man. So the lunch was just dynamic, you know what I'm saying? It was all natural, all vegan, all fantastic. And it was funny because I was thinking of Paul the whole time because I'm like, yo, this is what Paul was talking about. When me and him were talking about doing unity and diversity, the thing that he first came out to, we were, we were working on trying to figure out how to expand it. Um, but this was the type of stuff that he had been envisioning. And I was like, yo, I can't wait till I get back and I tell Paul. And I can't wait till I tell Paul that I'm sitting with this Shaolin monk right now. You know what I'm saying? So then after the lunch, Riz is like, okay, so now I'm going to take this group. I'm going to break you guys up. Some of you are going to go with Nicoletta, who is going to teach you the ritual, the proper ritual of the tea ceremony. So then some of you are going to go learn about chess and life with the bishop. And some of you are going to learn about Kung Fu forms and connecting with your chi with Xi'an Ming. Mind you, I technically know I'm there to work, but that's when it hits me. And that's when somebody really was like, yo, do you realize that the RZA was doing this event and of all the people he could have called in the world, he called a Shaolin monk and you, Adisa? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's deep. But it was hitting me how amazing and beautiful and sacred the whole thing was. I guess before I had got there, or maybe the day before, Riza had taken them to a Japanese garden where there was tea, I think, being grown. And he was explaining about the process of making tea and stuff like that. And y'all already know about the bishop. Y'all already know about that cloud scroll tea. Don't you know about that cloud scroll? Stop playing. Y'all know what I make. Y'all know how I do. Y'all know about the iron hook scroll. Y'all know about the cloud scroll. Y'all know about the cloud scroll T. You can you can go back to what I think is like the recap of UFC 244 if you don't have that recipe. Or you can hit the hashtag cloud scroll and learn about it. But anyway, Nicoletta took her group. Xi'an Ming took his group. And then my group came with me. You know, I just want to say like to see a black woman hosting the 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 tea ritual i found that to be personally fantastic because i've never learned about the tea ritual properly i've wanted to and then i've always kind of like not done it and i was like yo you know what you really have to do it you really have to learn but anyway um i took my group and they had given me a whole classroom and um i did what i do you know i had a great group i had uh Two young men, two young women who were uh, all amazing. And we just started, I started just taking them, you know, two really knew how to play chess, two kind of knew how to play chess. And so I had them pair up with each other so the ones that knew could help the ones that didn't. And then I broke out the Hip Hop Chess Federation worksheets, you know, and I helped them figure out about uh, blocking your blessings, right? I helped them observe the wisdom in the chess clock. I help them understand how they can embody the philosophy on that board. And, you know, I'm going to be really honest with you. I love doing this. This is what I've been doing since 06, really before, but, 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 but for sure since 06, Hip Hop Chess Federation been doing it officially. We got down with RZA in 07. And, you know, the fact that he called me, he could have called anybody. 
but he saw me. We've worked together in St. Louis with Susan and Mike Realm. We 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 we've worked together. Uh, uh, you know, Riza and I. Um, he's watched me and supported me with with my work in the juvenile halls here and in St. Louis. You know, we still have a program in St. Louis because of RZA. We have a chess program in the St. Louis Juvenile Hall because of RZA, right? And this is why I'm always going to have his back, man. And I'm always going to appreciate him. But the kids that I worked with, kids, they're young adults. I'm stupid. They're not kids. I just turned 50, so I think everybody's a kid now. The young men and women that I worked with shared... uh their worksheet answers in a group and we really connected. It was fantastic. And these are the moments, like I don't know about you, but there are certain moments when I absolutely know I am doing what I was born to do, that I am in my purpose with intention. And connecting with them was 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 a, was a supreme moment for me, especially after my birthday in London and the things that I've been, you know, contemplating since then. And especially, you know, to, to, to get that call. I got that call while I was in London. Next thing I know, I'm with them and we're having this very powerful moment. RZA comes in for a minute to observe. Um, some people are filming. Some people are taking pictures. And we're going through it and I'm showing him this is what I'm teaching them. And he's like, yo, that's dope. This is this is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Then he goes up to check in on Xi'an Ming's class. You know what I'm saying? And... um. It lasted for about 90 minutes, and then we went back, and then we had some more group exchanges, okay? And then we took a long break with some more food that was ridiculous and fantastic. Um, I'm not vegan yet, but I'm on my way. I guarantee you I'm on my way. Uh, I went up and I spoke with Xi'an Ming some more, and one of the guys came up to me, and he was like, yo, he was like, when Xi'an Ming punches, it sounds like it really does on the Kung Fu films, only it's not a film, it's really him, and his forearm is like super strong, his fist is like iron, I don't understand, and we were just laughing and talking and having a great time, and, um, you know, um, a lot of people downplay traditional martial arts. I'm not one of those people. I, I, I believe that some traditional martial arts absolutely have benefit um, physically and from a self-defense perspective. I think a lot don't, but I think that Kung Fu is one that does. And I think that you should go to usashaolintemple.org if you're interested in learning from and about the stuff that Xi'an Ming teaches. That man, Xi'an Ming, has a great presence and he is so kind. And he is so pleasant to be around. Um, I'm just very grateful for him and, and what we shared in our conversations. Then the students that I worked with were talking to the students who did the other things. And they were like, yo, we were with Adis. We learned all of this and that. And we, I got this worksheet. And it was really dope, man. And, and, you know, and it was dope. So we all ate and drank and chilled. And then Riza gave some final words. And then he bounced. And then we were escorted to a mansion. And there was a sick mansion, a sick mansion party, and it was amazing. It was organized by Tazo. There was vegan food served. They had Tazo tea. They had a tea bar. People had these different tinctures that had these different flavors in them that you can't get when you're when you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like if you don't work for Tazo. And there was like a room where they were just showing kung fu films. Uh, had all these plush chairs. There were other rooms. This one room had like a crazy, um, <laughs> it was, you know how you have like a disco ball? 
This dude had a 15-foot shark that was covered in disco ball-like glass. Crazy. Um, music was popping. Downstairs, RZA starts DJing. Some of the dudes start getting on the mic, doing a cypher. Um, then it was one of the dude's birthdays, and Nicoletta brought a, a, a cake out for him. And we were all just eating and connecting and talking about art and life and, 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 and our purpose and our collective and individual purposes. It was, it was fantastic, man. It was fantastic. Um, I, I saw the connectivity between the, the, the campers, I could see that, that they had come out and connected individually and collectively, that I know that some of these people are going to go on to do some amazing things and that the ripple effect of what Camp Tazo did is going to last in their per- personal life for sure. But I'm sure that it's also going to echo artistically in ways that we're yet to know. And, and I talked with Riz about that. He came through with uh, YDB, ODB's son, you know what I'm saying? And um, it was just, it was a great, great experience. Some of the, some of the women got on, got on the uh, turntables and was spinning and the conversation was just lit and the host of the mansion was really cool and funny and hilarious and kind. And it was just, it was just supremely positive. Everybody was building real bonds interpersonally. They were all grateful to have been selected. They were all happy with what they learned individually and collectively. As a teacher that day, so was I. And I encourage you to follow at Tazo, T-A-Z-O. Look up hashtag Camp Tazo. Because next time they do this, if you're an artist and you're trying to like really have some breakthroughs, you need to, you need to reach out to them. You need to submit stuff whenever. I don't know when they're doing it next. You know, but I really just want to shout out Nina, AJ, Kelly. You were all truly amazing. The entire team was amazing. And I'm grateful to all of you. So that's the show, man. That's the show. I'm still crazy tired. Like I literally flew out and flew right back. I am tired. And like I told you, I got this chest cold from London still. But I'm glad that I went. I wouldn't have changed it for the world. You know what I'm saying? And um, I hope that you have a fantastic and beautiful week, man. I hope that something, one thing, anything from the show inspired you and motivated you to get some tea, get quiet within yourself. You know, um, before I went, I sat down and I did some yoga. I did some meditation. I sat in silence. And I looked out. I was at the Roxy in Manhattan. What a great hotel. Shout out to the Roxy. Good Lord. Uh, And I was looking out over Manhattan. And I was just in a state of gratitude. I was happy to be there. I did my meditation. I did my yoga. I went within myself. I sought out to be present and intentional. And I'm telling you now, as a human being... As a teacher, I'm, I'm working to be more present and I hope to bring that presence and intentionality into this podcast. But not only that, I, I, I hope to do it in, in my life, in my work, right? In my writing, in my books. And um, I just want to thank everybody involved, man. 
I want to thank everybody involved over at, at Tazo. I want to thank the RZA, Xi'an Ming. I want to thank you for listening right now. And, you know, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know, I've had some really high highs and I've had some really low lows, but I don't quit and I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep driving. I want you to keep driving. I want you to believe in yourself. I saw a thing about a study. It said that self-talk is important, but one of the key things about self-talk is when you do it, do it in front of a mirror and nod your head. Look at yourself and nod when you speak well of yourself. Make a better and consistent practice of that because I believe in you. I absolutely believe in you and I want you to do well. On that note, farsidetv.com. This is Bishop Chronicles. This is Side Life Radio. Have a blessed, fantastic week. Talk soon. Peace. Teacher, what style is that?